Hey, good morning, church. Good morning. Good to see you today. Um, we want to welcome all our guests there in the house. Will you join me in one good clap for our guests that came today? Awesome. So good to have you with us. Uh, I love the ministry highlight video. We show that to you, one, just to reflect back, but we want to show you there's so many ways for you to be involved in our church and make this your church. And so if you saw something on there and you think, hey, I want to be part of that, well, we want you to be part of that as well. So um, let me pray as we get started. Father, we thanks for this day. We just bless you. We praise you. God, I ask that as I preach today that it be your words and, and not just, uh, you know, just human thoughts, but Lord, you would anoint it, let your power come through it today. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen, church? Amen. Come on, can I get an amen, church? Amen. All right, thank you. Hey, how many remember high school, though, when you had Spirit Week and um, you got to wear your jerseys and, and, you know, you had all kinds of events going on and, uh, you know, team colors and pep rallies. It was so much fun. I loved Spirit Week growing up when I was in high school and it was right before the big game. And so uh, we're having Spirit Week, as Eli mentioned, um, for the next two weeks, a series we're calling Spirit Week, but it's leading up to the Super Bowl next week, and um, I'm, I'm a little bit of a sports fan, and so, um, you know, my team is not in there. Um, I've, I've grieved that. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan, and so we have lost playoff games after playoff games, and, um, but, um, but next year, that's what we always say, next year, but, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm working on my prediction for next week's Super Bowl. I'll bring that to you um, next week. Not prophetic. It's just stupid. All right. But I'll, I'll give you my prediction. But I'm usually right. So just go with it. Um, but it'll be great next week. But Spirit Week, this week and next week. And what we're doing is really not about the Super Bowl, but we want to talk about the Holy Spirit for the next two weeks. And um, my sermon title today is Who is Leading Your Life? Who is leading your life? Obviously, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and we want the Holy Spirit to lead our life. This does remind me, though, of a series I did last summer. How many of you were here when we did Shark Week, and we, we had uh, a series about overcoming fear? And um, one of the things of overcoming fear was that I shared throughout the series that I was afraid of sharks. And on the very last um, of that series... I decided I was going to face my fears and swim with sharks. And so I invited my two children to join me on a trip to Jupiter, Florida. And we, we went out on this boat ride out with a, a couple guides that were leading our life at that point. And, um, and we jumped in the ocean and we swam with sharks. And you're thinking, oh, you had a cage. It's fine. No, we didn't have a cage. We had sharks. Let me show you this picture. Um, that, that is a bull shark coming to visit me while I'm hanging onto a rope. That rope is tied to the boat. Later, I realized I look like bait. Um, and, um, you know, like they were fishing. And, um, but, um, so we were in the water for like an hour and these bull sharks swam all around us and, um, it was it was like the most frightening, thrilling, exciting adventure that I'm so glad ended well. Um, but I'll be honest with you, when that bull shark, I had just gotten in the water, I just had splashed in and here he came. And I started questioning everything in my life at that point. Uh, I was like... Um, why am I here? Why am I trusting these guides? Uh, what, what is going on? And, and so the reality is, is when we took off uh, from the, um, the shore there in the boat, they made us sign these waivers, of course, you know, which ought to tell you something um, that this is maybe not the best idea in the world. 
But, um, but we had these two guides and the first guide was on the boat and he was, he was like a, I don't know, 25 year old surfer dude. And he was like, oh dude, don't worry about these sharks, man. They, they, they don't want to eat you. They just, they're curious, man. They're just going to come up and look at you. And he's like, when they come up to you, he's like, just look them in the eye, man. It'll be fine. I was like, I've watched Jaws. That's not how it works. You know, like I, I understand, you know, sharks eat people is what I assumed. And, and he's like, no, man, they don't. So then we get there and this other guide is there and she's, I, I promise you this tall. Um, she looks like a minnow in the water, you know, and she goes, hey, I'm going to get in first. And she said, follow my lead. I'm like, I'm following you. Like, like I need somebody in there with a big harpoon. Uh, I need like, I need. And so they start throwing fish guts in the water um, and she jumps in and she starts flapping her fins on the water to call up the bull sharks. And then she sticks her head up and says, okay, you can come in now. There are sharks in the water. And so that was when I jumped in and I was wondering why I had put my life in this little bitty 25 year old surfer dude and surfer girl's life? Why had I let them guide my life? And so that brings me to the, the thought today of, you know, who is guiding your life and, you know, and are you putting your life in the right hands? Um, it just reminds me that we need to be led by the Holy Spirit and who is leading your life today? Because you know, there are things and, and or, or who is that person or the influence that is guiding your life because everyone is being led by something in their life. And my question is to you today is what is leading you, taking you to the destination that you want to go in your life? It's what is leading you, taking you into the, the destiny that God has for your life. And so today I want to challenge you to think about what is leading you and I want you to realize that there is a better way to be led, and that is by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so I want to introduce you to the Holy Spirit today. And first, I want to share with you that the Holy Spirit has three roles in your life. And you just need to um, kind of catch this thought because this sets up the entire basis of the sermon for me. But the Holy Spirit has three you know, basic roles in our life. And the first is when you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit indwells us. And so if you're saved, you need to know the Holy Spirit is inside of you. That's what unites the body of Christ. That is from every, um, you know, whether it's Baptist or whether it's non-denominational or, or Presbyterian. If you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, then the presence of the Holy Spirit is there. So you have his presence. So, so you need to know that, that he is inside of you at that point. The second thing you need to know about the Holy Spirit, he, first he indwells you, but then the Holy Spirit transforms our life. And so from the inside, he begins to say to us and talk to us and brings conviction in our life. He begins to say, don't go that way, go this way. He begins to say that attitude is wrong. He begins to tell you to forgive people and, and all those things that the Holy Spirit begins to do. Now, you don't have to do any of it. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He doesn't force you know, himself on you. And so you have a choice to whether or not you will allow the Holy Spirit to transform your life. We understand that the transformation process is where he develops the fruits of the Spirit in our life. And so that's the second way the Holy Spirit works in our life. So first, he indwells us. Second, the Holy Spirit transforms us. And third is the Holy Spirit empowers us. 
He, he empowers us with His supernatural power. He strengthens us from the inside with His power to accomplish God's purposes through our life. And so today as I talk about the Holy Spirit and we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, I want you to park your mindset on this empowerment part of the Holy Spirit in our life. And I want that to be the, the, the third role that you understand that I'm talking about today. And so I want to take us to the role of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' life. And in the book of Luke chapter 321, we'll start with text here. It says, when all the people were being baptized, so Jesus was baptized too. As he, and that's John the Baptist, was praying, it says, heaven opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in a bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven and said, you are my son whom I love and I am well pleased. First thought I want you to catch is that the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. And I think it's important because we need to understand that the Holy Spirit is peaceful and gentle. Uh, the Holy Spirit isn't to be feared and he isn't weird in your life. Um, if someone is weird and they are, you know, doing weird things and they're saying it's the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that's not the Holy Spirit. They were just weird before the Holy Spirit. All right. So um, the Holy Spirit doesn't make you weird. He makes you powerful. And so um, he came on Jesus like a dove and literally it's God's spirit resting on Jesus and he rests on us as well. Jesus had this moment, though, where he was at his baptism and the heavens opened up and he experienced the Holy Spirit coming upon him. It was a moment. Did Jesus have to do that? Well, I don't think he had to. I mean, he was God and he is God. And I don't think it was a have to, but I think he did it to demonstrate for us that there is a moment that we can receive the Holy Spirit and he shows us what is possible for us through his coming of the Holy Spirit upon his life. So then a few verses later in Luke 4, it says Jesus now full of the Holy Spirit. So now the Holy Spirit has come upon him and now he is full of the Holy Spirit. He left the Jordan and was now what? Led by the Spirit into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. And so first we see that Jesus was at his baptism filled. Now it says full of the Holy Spirit. And now because he has the Holy Spirit empowering him, he is now led by the Holy Spirit. I think it's interesting to, to note that the Holy Spirit did not lead Jesus to a spa resort. Um, he did not say, hey, I'm taking you to a life of comfort. I'm taking you to a life of ease. Um, I want you to know just because you are saved and you have the Holy Spirit, you know, filled up in your life, you're empowered by the Holy Spirit, that is no guarantee that you're never going to endure any problems and sufferings in your life. Listen, the world uh, has, it has, you know, a fallen nature to it. The enemy still has some of his authorities and, and ways that he works in our world. And whether you're saved or not, we all come under the, the crisis of what's going on in culture and all around us. And there's still always going to be battles to fight. I want you to note that, that when Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, though, that the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness and led him into a battle with the enemy. And I want you to note this, that Jesus won the battle. And I want you to know that the Holy Spirit will never lead you into a battle that you cannot win. If you're in a battle right now, you need to know that you're there and the Holy Spirit in you will get you through that. Amen? I always consider the fact that whatever battle I'm in now, he's preparing me 
for greater victories in the future. He has a big plan for your life. He has a lot he wants to accomplish through you. You will never accomplish all of God's purposes without encountering the pushback of the devil in your life. And so you need to know that whatever battle you're in now is smaller than the greater victory you're going to come to later. And he wants to prepare you through whatever you're in now. So if you're in a battle now, instead of, instead of you know, like, why me? And, you know, and complaining to God, say, God, would you strengthen me to get through this so I can accomplish all that you want to do in my life? Amen, church? And so now what happens is, is as Jesus has been in the wilderness and he has defeated the, the temptations of the devil and he now is returning to Galilee and he is launching his ministry. And it says in Luke 4, 14 that Jesus returned to Galilee. It says, now in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. So we, we find that Jesus now is empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so let me summarize the, the role of the Holy Spirit in this area of Jesus's life. And first, I want you to know that Jesus was, is filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is led by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is empowered by the Holy Spirit. And in that same way, we need to be filled, we need to be led, and we need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so what I want to do is to take these three thoughts, break them down for a few minutes, teach on each of those topics so that you have a, a better understanding of them. At the end of my message, we'll give you an opportunity to stand and receive the Holy Spirit and let him fill your life. Amen? So first, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the first point. Write that down. And I think that if Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, then I think we should be too. I mean, I think that's pretty, pretty obvious, but you know, Jesus, who was, was, you know, perfect, he was holy, he was God, um, still demonstrated this moment or an event where the Holy Spirit descended upon him, filling him with the power of the Holy Spirit. And why was he filled though? Why did Jesus have that filling in his life? And it's because of his calling, because he had, he had to, you know, save humanity. I mean, he had a, he had the, the most significant calling, but I want you to know that you have a calling too. And Jesus relied on the Holy Spirit and so should we. You are called to significant things. God has significant things out in front of your life and you're going to need him to help you accomplish those things. Some of you need to, you know, build businesses and maybe start families and maybe some of you need to run for, you know, for election and win an office and, you know, and, and, and something like that. I mean, we need Christians in elected offices. Amen to that. Amen. So some of you need to you know, you know, lead your employees and, and some of you have ministries and we have people to reach and there's so many, so many purposes that God has for his people. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. You need it too. And I want you to know the assignment that God has for you is too big for you, but it's just right for God. And if you have his spirit, then it's just right for you. Amen. So what do you do? You, you receive the Holy Spirit. You receive him. You open your heart up. You invite the, the power of the Holy Spirit to come into your life and fill you. It's a moment. It's an event. There's a, there's a time when you need to say, Holy Spirit, I, I want you. I need you in my life. I, I want the power 
to, to come upon me and I want to live out your purpose, not in my strength, but through the strength of the Holy Spirit. And if you remember the scriptures that we read in Luke 3, 21, it says that while John the Baptist was praying, the Holy Spirit descended on him and he will descend on you as well. Just as Jesus was being baptized and the Spirit came, when you invite the Holy Spirit into your life, he will come. You don't have to beg him and, and plead with him. He wants to fill you with his power. Luke 4, 1 says Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. And that's my prayer for you today, that you would be full of the Holy Spirit. And I hope that you come to understand today the significance or the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus was filled with the Spirit of God. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's crucial to understand this because Jesus did not begin his ministry until he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He didn't start his ministry. And I don't want you to start raising your children and, and launching your businesses. And a matter of fact, I really don't even want you to jump in our serve teams until you have the power of the Holy Spirit on your life. Amen? Here's a great way of thinking about it. If Jesus was dependent on the Holy Spirit, what makes us think we can live independent of him? You need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. God has you here for a purpose. And so between now and the day the Lord calls you home, you have something you need to accomplish for him. And you're going to need to operate under an anointing that only comes from the Holy Spirit in your life. You can try to do it on your own. You can try. People try it all the time. Believers try it all the time. They try to do significant things in their life, but they don't open their heart up to the, to the power of the Holy Spirit. And what happens over time is if you keep trying it in your own strength, that you're going to strive and you're going to burn out. And at some point you're going to go, I just can't do it on my own. And we need the Holy Spirit. You need him. I need him. We need the Holy Spirit. Now, let me say to you, we need to take good caution on what is filling our life. We need to be careful about what we fill our hearts with. The scripture says this in Ephesians 5.18. It says, do not get drunk on wine, amen, which leads to debauchery, which is basically sensual, sinful leading. But it says, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So why does it say that? Why is the, the, the Apostle Paul saying, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery? Because wine is just a substance that, that controls us. And when you fill yourself with it, it leads it leads you into places you don't want to go. It leads you down a wrong path for your life. And I want to say to you, this verse isn't so much about wine. It is about pointing out the difference between being filled with the Holy Spirit versus being filled with anything else in life. It's the Holy Spirit that leads you in the direction that God wants you to go. Uh, all other things lead us in other directions. And if you want to live a life of blessings, then you'll need to be filled with the Holy Spirit that will lead you in God's direction. Amen. The Bible says that the disciples all through the book Acts, you read about them and they were continually filled with the Holy Spirit. They had an initial time they received the Holy Spirit, but often they would say, you know, Holy Spirit, continue to fill me, fill me again, refresh my spirit. And they would be continually refilled. And I was thinking, well, why would you need to be continually refilled? And I'll tell you why, because the world will drain you. The world will frustrate you. Life will do that to us and it'll deplete us. 
It will, it will cause us to, to be in a place where we need to get up every single day and say, God, I need you today. I need your spirit today. I need your power today. I need your authority today. I need everything you have for me today. And I want to be filled back up today. Listen, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go into ministry. I don't want to go anywhere without having the power of the Holy Spirit refreshed and refilled in my life. And you shouldn't either. We need the Holy Spirit. So before I ask you who's leading your life, let me ask you what has filled your life? That's probably the, the bigger question of the day. What has filled your life? If you're filled with anger, if you're filled with bitterness and social media and, and stress, and, and like that's going to end up what is coming out of your life. You've heard the old saying, garbage in, garbage out, right? And so whatever you put in ends up coming out. I want to illustrate this for you. So I have two friends that are going to help us illustrate something. Um, will you go somewhere behind that stage and grab some water? And while you're getting that, I'm going to set up an illustration that they're going to never forget. All right. So, um, so what, what we're going to do is illustrate that garbage in, garbage out theory. And I want to show you that, that what you put into your life, what you fill your life with will determine the direction of your life and what comes out of your life. And so come right up here in the front where they can see you really well. How's it going today? Good. <laughs> y'all feeling good? Oh, yes. Good, good. Um, hey, uh, as our youth pastor, what are y'all doing tonight? Prayer and worship night. Did you know that? Yes, sir. What time are you going today? Six. Six o'clock? Yes, sir. Yes. You're going to be 6.05 or 5.55? <laughs> <laughs> Depends who's driving, huh? <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, are you going to pray and worship tonight then? That's a better question. Yeah, awesome. awesome. All right, so listen, um, we have two bottles. Hold them up real shiny. Um, filled with clear liquid. And here's what happens in life. Life hits and it begins to shake our life. Have you ever had your life shaken? Let's start shaking your life. Let's start shaking these things. So what we find out when life is shaking. So, you know, what happens in life? Reality is disappointment comes. You know that. Um, you pray for something that doesn't happen. Um, you think you're never going to get COVID and everybody catches COVID. Um, inflation goes out the roof and, and life is shaking. Your gas pump now costs you a lot more and you're freaking out. Um, um, you know, um, worries come in. Keep shaking. You all aren't shaking. Like, you got to shake this thing. <laughs> shake it up. And so what happens, though, is when life is shaken then what is inside of you begins to explode out of you. And so let's, let's open our bottles and find out whose life was filled with the right substance. <laughs> hey, how did yours few? You squeezed it. All right, so illustration not totally worked, but let's talk about this. Uh, both bottles looked like they were filled with something pure. Both bottles were full of something, but he must have filled his bottle with things that when shaken will explode. He must have filled his bottle with the Holy Spirit because when shaken, it stayed pure and clean. And that's actually a picture of most of our lives over the last two years. Most of us have been shaken to the core and many of us have spewed in one way or another. We have 
We have said things and we've thought, how did I, why, where'd that come from? We have, we have unloaded on, on people. We have said things on social media that we would never say to somebody's face. Uh, we, this, because what has been put into us will eventually come out of us. Amen to that? Awesome. You like the illustration? Yeah, it was good. One. It was okay. That, was good one. that one shouldn't have spewed. <laughs> we'll work on that for the next service. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, listen, the point is, is, is whatever fills you leads you in your life. So whatever you put in. So if you're filled with anger, then, then anger will lead your life. If you're filled with bitterness, then, then bitterness. If you're filled with insecurity, then insecurities will lead you. If you're filled with negativity, then that's going to lead your life. And so whatever you fill your life with will lead your life. Which brings me to point number two. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. And it's important if you are full of the Spirit, which you are, you will be, that he will lead you into God's plan for your life. You know, if your life is constantly going down the wrong road, if your life is just defeated and, and you're discouraged and, and you live in heaviness, and these things are, are somewhat dominating and maybe predominant in your life, it might very well be an indication that the Holy Spirit isn't fully leading your life. Is that fair to say? Because whatever you're filling your life is what is leading your life. And so there's a scripture out of the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verses 16 and 18, that, that brings us to this struggle that's within all of us. And it says by the Apostle Paul, he says, So I say, walk by the Spirit. In other words, he's saying, you know, you know, walk by him, right beside him, or walk, or let him lead your life. And it says, if you let the Holy Spirit lead your life, so walk by the Spirit. He said, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh are our own desires, and they are contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. And he says there's this conflict with each other. There's this conflict between being led by our own desires and, and led by things that we've filled our life. There's conflict between that and being led by the Holy Spirit in our life. And it says they are in conflict with each other so that, and everybody note this, it says you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Let me just be kind of blunt on that point for just a thought. You're not supposed to do whatever you want to do. Like you're not supposed to, to do everything that you feel like doing. Feelings are not to lead our life. Our culture is so messed up with feelings right now. They're like, well, I feel like a female today, so I'll be a female today. I feel like a male today, so I'll be a male today. I feel this. I feel I'm in love with this person, so I'll do that. I feel like I want to go over here. I feel like I deserve this. I feel like I've been um, in some way victimized so I can get back. I feel that way. Feelings should not lead our life. The Bible says that we are not to do whatever 
we want to do. That we should be led by the Holy Spirit. That we should submit to the Holy Spirit. That we should obey the Holy Spirit. And here's something that I've discovered in my life that often when I obey the Holy Spirit, at the moment, I don't always understand why, what is going on because I don't always have a bigger picture that God has in my life. But I've learned that over time, when I look back at my obedience of the Holy Spirit, that when I look back, I can see God's, God's provision, I can see his wisdom, and I can see that he has led me in a good path in my life. Sometimes I'll, I'll sense the Holy Spirit say to me like, hey, text that person an encouraging note. And I'll say, well, I haven't talked to that person in three years. And God's like, humor me. Or maybe it's, um, hey, give that person 20 bucks today at church. Have you ever seen those nice little handshakes that happen from time to time in church? And someone has a $20 bill in their hand and they shake your hand and you're supposed to take the $20 bill. Um, it's, it's a great handshake. Y'all ought to try doing that for someone. It's awesome. We ought to bless people. Uh, maybe it's, um, why do I need to stop watching that show? The Holy Spirit's like, you don't need to be watching that, Tim. I'm like, but oh, it's funny. Holy Spirit, so? Because what, you know, listen, that's obvious. What you're filling your life with will begin to manifest out of your life. Why do I need to forgive that person, God? You know what they did to me. Just do it anyway. That's what he says to me. Sometimes he's, and you know, it's not always audible, but you know, he just quits talking to me after that. <laughs> he's like, uh, that, do the last thing I told you. And here's what'll happen though. If you begin to be led by the spirit, pretty soon you'll start to realize that God's hand is directing your life and you'll look back and you'll just see the beauty of God's plan in your life. At some point you'll realize that even some of those coincidences that came up, those, those coincidences, I, I just saw that person in the, in the mall or I just saw that person. You'll realize that those aren't just coincidences, those are God's plans and God's moments in your life. But you have to be led and open to the Holy Spirit. Amen, church? Next, I want you to know that Jesus relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. Back to the scripture, it says when Jesus returned to Galilee, that he was in the power of the Spirit. And I want you to know that God has anointed you for an incredible assignment. He anointed Jesus for his assignment. He was filled with the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit and he was empowered by the Spirit. And how will you do all that God has called you to in your life? It will be through the power of the Holy Spirit on your life. Amen? Let me give you just a quick theological lesson. And I'm just going to take a quick deep dive. And so, so if you like it a little deeper, go with me on this. I want you to kind of think through this question about how did Jesus do his miracles? How did he do them? And let me explain to you that Jesus was fully God and fully human. And when Jesus left earth, he left also his spiritual being and became a human being on earth. And when he did that, he chose to limit himself in some of his capacities that he had as deity. As an example, we know that God is omnipresent, meaning God can be everywhere all the time. He's, he's here with us and he's over. We prayed for Second Mile Church. He's over at Second Mile Church. He's there too. 
I mean, he doesn't love us any more than them. He, he's, he's in Africa. He, I don't know how he does it, but that's the nature of God. He's omnipresent. We know, though, that Jesus was, was confined to his human nature, and he wasn't everywhere at all times. He was where he was, and they came to seek for Jesus. They had to find him, right? Uh, we know that um, God is all-knowing, and the Bible teaches us that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. So he grew in knowledge. And so, so Jesus limited himself in some of his capacities as deity. And so what I believe is that Jesus operated in the miraculous out of his humanity, not out of his divinity. And let me tell you why. Because if he operated out of his divinity, it would be admirable, but it would not be replicable. In other words, if he did it out of his divinity, then we would look at Jesus and we go, wow, I admire what he did, but we can't do that. And that goes contrary to what the word of God teaches us. The word teaches us that we can do greater works. Let me read you a verse. It says in John 14, 12, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do greater works that I have been doing. That's Jesus. He's saying, you're going to do these works. They'll be even greater than these things because I'm going to the Father. And he said, I'm going to the Father because I'm going to spend the Holy Spirit to you and I'm going to fill up all the believers and collectively you're going to accomplish so much more in this world than one man can do under the power of the Holy Spirit. And so he's sending you and I out in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can do the things that Jesus did under the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. That's why... Jesus was empowered to demonstrate to us that we can be empowered to do all that God has called us to do. So church, today I want to close with this. I want to give an opportunity for you to, to receive the Holy Spirit today. For you to be able to say, yes, I, I want the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. Listen, I want you to walk out of here with a sense of knowing that, that you can accomplish. I want you to have that sense of knowing you accomplish all that God's called you to. I want you to walk out of here with, with new like potential in your life that you begin to think, man, I can do this, not in my strength, but in God's strength. And so if you want to just have this initial moment where Jesus had that moment where he was being baptized and the Holy Spirit came on him. And if you've never had a moment where you say, I, I want that, then I'm gonna invite you in just a moment to stand to your feet. If you're here and you have had that moment, but you're like, I want to be like those disciples and I want to be filled again. I'm gonna ask you to stand to your feet also. So if you want to have the initial moment or you want to be refilled, would you just do it now? Would you stand to your feet with me? I want to pray for you. Awesome, awesome. So you'll be a world changer with that. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for every person that's, that's standing. God, I pray, Father, that as they are standing and asking and receiving today, that you would fill them with your spirit. And God, I pray that you would give them your supernatural ability, your supernatural strength. You're anointing God for the callings that are on every person's life today. And so I just pray that over you. And we invite the Holy Spirit to come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, church.
Amen, amen. Listen, you can have a seat. I want to share one last thing today. If you're here today and you have never begun a relationship with our Lord, I want to invite you to begin a relationship through Jesus Christ today. <clears throat> On the screen, we have a, a nice way of communicating this. And if, you're, if you've never had this moment where you say, yes, I believe in Jesus Christ, then this is for you. I want you to know that you are loved by God. He loves you. He cares about you. Uh, his love isn't determined on how well you've behaved, what you've done or haven't done. He is love and he loves you unconditionally, period. The reality is though is our sin has separated us from God. And we, without salvation, then sin has separated us. We can't, we, we don't know him as our, as our spiritual father. And so Jesus came and he died on the cross he became the payment for your sin, for my sin. And so he paid it off, therefore it's no longer existing. And you are free from your sin and can come into a relationship with our Heavenly Father. What your job is in the whole equation is to accept God's gift of eternal life by faith. And I wanna invite anyone here today to just say, I accept him, I receive Jesus as my savior. So would you bow your heads in this moment and? Can we have a, a time where you're just with your pastor and you're saying, I want to be saved today. I want my life to be changed. I want my sins forgiven. And if that's you today, would you lift your hand to me real high? I want to see your hand. Is there anybody here to say, yes, I want to receive Jesus as my Savior today? Awesome. Let's pray this out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. I'm so sorry I've sinned. I turn to Jesus for my forgiveness today. I receive forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. And as of today, I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen, church. Amen, church. God bless you. It was that. That was amazing, wasn't it? How many of you guys are ready to go filled with the Holy Spirit tomorrow and the rest of the day to all God's going to have for you? It's going to be amazing. Hey, if you're someone who said yes to Jesus or rededicated their life to Jesus today, um, we have a special gift for you outside in the lobby. We have a Following Jesus book that we'd love to give to you guys out there. So if you said yes to Jesus or rededicating your life to Jesus today, you can head right outside to our welcome home table and you can pick up one of these free gifts as well. Um, also at the welcome table, the connection card that is at your seat, you can take that connection card right outside. You can fill that out. If you're a first time guest, they'll give you a free t-shirt with that. So go ahead and take that connection card right on outside after the service and see one of our friendly welcome home team members out there that love to get to know you and introduce you guys as well. But hey church, have an amazing Sunday. God bless. Have a great week.